something. Hi, Colleen. Can you hear me? Yeah, loud and clear. Can you hear me too? Hear me well? I hope you can hear me at least. I can hear you, but I cannot hear you very well, to be honest. Let me see. I'm wearing a wireless headset, so this is uh, our sales call headset. Like noise cancelling and stuff, so this should be the best one we have. Better? Yeah, it's quite better. It's quite better. How are you today? I'm doing well. What about you? Busy day, working on a new portal, launching the mastermind, but it's all fun. Now I have this little freestyle podcast. Mm -hmm. Just before we start, how do I pronounce your name again? It's Pavel. (coughs) Pavel, yeah, it's correct. Pavel, yeah, just like how you write it. Mm -hmm. Mr. Sales Director. (laughs) Correct. Cool. So what I was thinking is we just hit up the sales aspect, not so much about volume. You can bounce it back to volume uh, and what, what you guys are doing. But generally, talk maybe some sales strategic aspects, mindset, parts, sure. closing sure. sales. Sure, no problem. That's your expertise? Mm-hmm. We can, we can talk about it. It's not a problem at all. Cool. Let me know when you're ready. When you're yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. You're ready? Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll just do a quick intro, introduce you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's have a chat, 20, 30 minutes, and then we're good. I'll do a little bit of closing. And then, yeah, if everything is good, probably we'll upload it next week. Okay, then perfect. Do a little bit of edits. And then that's it. Cool? <clears throat> cool, cool. Go ahead. All right. What's up, everybody? It is Colin Dice here with the Debru Affiliate Hustle. I have a new guest today coming from Krakow, Codewise at the Volume Department, Director of Sales, Powell. How are you doing, Powell? Hi, Colin. I'm doing well. What about you? I'm doing great. The weather is not too great in Amsterdam, but I assume it's a lot better than in Krakow. It's a, a lot better, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> What's the weather like right now? It's pretty cold. I think that we have one or two, maybe. One degree. So, All right. Then we're pretty yeah. good with our eight, 10 degrees. But what <laughs> I really want to talk to you about is, of course, sales. I would say you're probably one of the best people to interview when it comes down to sales. A lot of sales experience and now one in the leading roles, one of the biggest tech startups in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. Growing really fast. And then you are one of the, I would say, key employees responsible for keeping the sales front together, right? Am I right? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. You should give yourself some credit because what what do you think when it comes down to sales? You know, mainly affiliate marketers listen to us, but a lot of digital marketers as well. And I would say Mm -hmm. sales is usually the main aspect of a business a lot of people do not focus on. We see a lot of business development in terms of products, relations, but without sales, you don't have a business. So if, if there's no money coming in, 
the, the front door will, will be closed soon. And I would say there are several different aspects when it comes down to the sale, whether it's either phone sales or online sales, that needs to be taken into consideration. For yourself, what is your favorite part about doing sales? So basically, Colin, um, I've been connected with sales for the last 10 years. Uh, I started with offline sales, and then in 2014, I switched to digital marketing, so online sales mostly. And to be honest with you, the best part here is that you are always connected with people and you are on the first, um, on the front line, I, I can say. So the thing is that whenever a potential customer comes to that uh, company, you have to take care of, of the client, of the prospect. You are like the face of the company. So that's why I think that it's the most important thing for us salespeople to be like, um, independent, of course, but also very responsible for uh, for everything what we do. Right. So would you say then, when it comes down to a personality like that, you would prefer like an extrovert person in that position, like very enthusiastic, wel welcoming the new prospects, trying to create that relationship quite fast, of course, to prepare them for the pitch? I think so. I think so. But that's, that's, that's for sure. It is not like the general thing. But I think that most of the uh, sales reps I, I have already met, the best one I have already met, they were very open. They, they were very proactive. They were, um, they, they always welcome the client, the potential prospect, um, you know, with the enthusiasm. So that, that's for sure um, very important uh, asset here. Right. So let's say you have a new batch of salespeople coming into your training, right? Let's say it's the first day code-wise. What would you give them for advice if they are introverts? Because you can imagine like a lot of people who are interested in sales might be really good close talkers, really good relationship managers, but do not have that energetic extrovert vibe around them. If you, what would you for advice to get out of their comfort zone? Mm -hmm. Sure. So, so the most important thing is that they don't have to treat it like we are talking about online sales right now, okay? Because whenever we have like the offline sales, it's quite different. Because if you have like the face-to-face -face meeting, so it's quite hard to, to, to go from, from um, this comfort zone, I can say. In terms of the online uh, meetings with, with prospects, like doing like a cold calling, cold mailing, whatever. So it's, it's easier because you don't, it, you don't necessarily see the face of the second person, you know, mostly it's like the, the Skype or Zoom conferences and so on and so on. So what I would advise them is that to, to, to just smile to the phone, I can say, because whenever you, you are smiling, the voice is completely different, you know? You have to play with your, your, your voice. So whenever I have new people and the state department, and, and most of the new people, they are not connected. They, they were never connected to state, to be honest with you. Like we have right now 11 people in the state department, and I can tell you that eight people, they weren't connected with state at all. I just took them from the street and, and trained them. And right now they are quite good because basically we always try to work with the voice. 
So that's the most important part. Because right now, whenever I talk to the client, I have only voice. That, that's the only thing I can play with sure. in terms of the conversation. So I can say that even if someone is not a very open person, so they, they can be a very good safe people. They can be a very good safe rep whenever they will just sit down there, they will just take the um, headphones, they will start calling, they will start trying. Because, you know, it, it will not take um, too long to, to find a pitch, but after a few months, it would be to do. To, to, to do it right so the tone of voice very important and then just get your attempts right until you find a consistent pattern where you see i would say the leads pick up to a sale right Correct. For your for your suggestions right? I, I i've been working in a call center for two and a half <laughs> years uh, the tone of voice of course the, the cheeky salesman uh, like the setup you guys are doing is very different than like cold call outbound uh, is that what I used to do? Um, mm -hmm. But what would you suggest regarding the tone of voice? Because I can imagine even non-salespeople, if I would ask one of my employees to call a customer uh, about somebody asks, can I have the invoice? And they send the invoice, the customer replies, I didn't get it. And I'm like, hey, can you can you call that customer and tell them that the email address is, not, is wrong or whatever, and we want to send it, but it's an issue. What I often hear is like, Oh, I will just send them another email or I will send them a text message. And people are, they have this uh, illusionary wall around this phone. You know, all these, uh, all these youngsters, they're on their phone all the time, but they're afraid to call somebody. You know what I mean? I know. I understand totally. So that's for sure was something I was struggling with here in the company. I mean, we didn't collect any phone numbers, you know, like... When I got the team one year ago, we didn't have phone numbers. So what we had, we only had emails. So we were supposed only to email customers. And that, that's, that is something what you are talking about, you know, that people were afraid of calling. And that, that's the part that you have to take the phone. You have to give him a, a call. You have to tell them about this invoice, about everything, you know, because that's the fastest way. You know, and that's the way that you can really forge the relationship with a potential customer or with the current customer. Right, exactly. And I, I feel like, you know, as an extrovert person, the person I am, and I've, I've met you before, and I know the person you are, like your personality, very outgoing, right? Very, uh, a very good person for a sales team. But I always feel like then the people who either are interested in sales and who have to be molded by the attitude of sales. It doesn't mean you have to be aggressive. It doesn't have to mean you have to be rude, but it's a combination of energy and persuasion. And you just love talking with people to, to get you into that position. But now my difficult question for you today is a lot of our affiliates, they promote whether through YouTube, like having a YouTube channel or they have blogs being the sales director, I know you do a lot of phone and email. How is your sales copywriting? Can you repeat that the, the, the question? Sorry. How is your sales copywriting? So your written sales letters. <laughs> do you have somebody else for that or do you do it yourself? No, I, I prefer to do it myself, to be honest with you. Whenever I have to create my own letters, I prefer to do it by my, my, myself. But 
also, to be honest with you, I prefer to, to give a call. So whenever I have phone number and I have even called uh, calls or called mailings, I prefer to give give a call. You know, I prefer to, to convince them to see the solution instead of writing to them. Yeah, all right. That's the favorable way for you. Okay, so now I have an interesting proposition for you because what would you give as advice to somebody who is afraid to call and actually wants to communicate by email? Because you, you must have a lot of experience with email. Um, how would you say they can train themselves to be better copywriters email-wise? Mm -hmm. So first of all, the email has to be short. You know? it, it cannot be like a wall because whenever you put a wall of the content, then uh, I can give you my hand that nobody is going to, to, to read it. So the thing is that it has to be short and it has to be quite appealing. So you have to give their some ideas how you can help this company. I mean, let's, for example, think about the volume. If I want to pitch someone, and I know that uh, they might be interested in, in volume tracker, so I have to create such an email with the additional value, so with the value that the volume will bring to this company. So I don't know, for example, better optimization and so on and so on. But I actually saw you, what a good example is, uh, sorry to interrupt you. I mm -hmm. saw your email from four hours ago. I don't know if the marketing team wrote it or if you wrote it. It's the Black Friday deal for one dollar on the profit plan. That was created by 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 our marketing team. Oh, there we go, Paul. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, of course, but... it, it looked it looked kind of cheeky already. But, um, <laughs> fair enough. At least you're honest about it, right? So, yeah. yeah. Um, in, in that flow, because the, the email is good, right? The offer is strong. So you say, keep it short. That's one thing. And I 100% agree, keep it short. Um, but you say uh, persuasive, right? Keep it, you use a different word. You keep, you keep it attractive. So mm -hmm. that's obviously very open to interpretation. How, how would yourself make an email attractive? Like when you, when you try to pitch something. Mm -hmm. Is there like a secret trick you could share or anything? So first of all, you have to understand the industry. You have to understand your own business, and what values this, this uh, product can bring to, all the, to, to the potential customers. The most important thing here is to understand better problems of your potential customers. So right now I can, you know, I can imagine that few companies, they can have different problems with tracking, with, with their data, with conversions, and so on and so on. So the magical trick here is to understand and to discover their business, their, their, their business and their um, problems, the issues. So yeah. whenever you have some ideas, so then you can have, play with them. You, you can build the email around them. So how would I discover then those specific inquiries? You mean like, for example, you know, it's always different for different uh, uh, industry. Like I was connected with marketing automation a few years ago, for example. Yeah. Whenever I, I did like outbound and did some cold mailings or, or cold callings. So then I tried to understand better all of the uh, businesses. I mean, we sold it to B2B or B2C. So then you have to create like, like a list and the list of 
problems those companies say um, they have. I mean, for example, whether it's like marketing issues or they have problems with the CRM or they, they cannot automate everything or they do not nurture leads. So you, can, you have to go to their website, you have to register or you have to sign up for the newsletter and you have to see how they, how they, they do everything. Even with the e-commerce, right? I went to their website. I bought something from them, you know, like a small product. And, and I was looking at them, how they proceed with the funnel. So whether I receive like the thank you page or whether they send me like the thank you message, what kind of messages they sent to me after the purchase. And then I collected all those information. And, and when I saw that something was missing, then I yeah. used it to, to, you know, to create such an email. That's smart. So basically what you want to do is you want to infiltrate their system, take everything they're working with to make your pitch stronger, whether it's buying a product, going to their website as a user, subscribe to a newsletter. But what you're right. saying is get as much information as possible from mm -hmm. their weaknesses, which is basically in your pitch, your opportunity, right? You're trying to solve a problem. And then when you make your offer, you at least would have the pain points, right? Correct, correct. That, that's correct. You have a lot of tools that will help you with that. Like, um, I don't know if I can share them with, with all of our listeners, but again, I don't know. You can check with that, that, Datanize, for example. So Datanize will always show you the plugins they have, whether they use this kind of system or that system. So you can always use it, you know? So that, that knowledge will be very helpful in terms of finding a new prospect right. and to exactly. understand that, that's prospect. good advice because that, that I would say that's the best advice you would use that for emails you would use it for sales you would use it person to person to prep uh, I mean offline right face to face mm -hmm. uh, correct now, now we had had your, your inbound how to write emails because this is all the things affiliates do but I rarely see affiliates do cold calls that's like either enterprise level or really more in a developed stage. But we do have some people who are like product owners. What would be your secret behind the perfect cold call? What would be my secret? So it, it, it's nothing special here. You have to be prepared for the cold call. So it, you have to do a good research and you have to have a good and appealing um, first outreach, you know. Without a good um, approach, you will not be successful. And the good approach will always be there when, when you have everything prepared. So whenever you want to call to someone, you have to have a list. You have to have all necessary information about the particular company. So it's same with... Yeah, true. Let, let's try and do a demo. Is that cool? So let's say I subscribe to Volume, right? Mm -hmm. I'm doing it right now. And then... I put all the information and the payment doesn't go through because I don't have sufficient funds on my credit card, right? Mm -hmm. And then you've never talked to me, right? And you sure. call me. So it's not like a real, real cold call, but it's kind of cold because it's a lead who haven't purchased yet, right? It's like an abandoned checkout. Sure. Mm -hmm. what, what, what would you say to get that lead to buy? Whether it's like for the affiliate and affiliate product, which they see didn't check out, or for a company like a real user? 
Mm-hmm. I would I would call them like a like a real user. I mean, I would treat you like a volume user right now. So I would just introduce myself, saying that Colin, I saw that you registered to volume, and we have some issues with the payment. Of course, I would tell you about the issue we have because we can check it. So let's suppose that uh, you don't have enough funds in your credit card. Yes. Yeah? So I would I would tell you everything. Right? So you then would I, say. Hello, Colin. You fucked up the payment. <laughs> no, no, like that. If you want, we can play right now. If you, if you, if you want, I can, I can um, give you an example right now. Yeah, so, let's do it. All right, let's let's do it. So, hey, Colin, it's Pavel from Volume. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking, Colin. I saw that you registered to Volume, and I saw that you had some issues with the payment. So I'm calling to ask if everything is okay and if you can, for if you can change your payment method, as we can see that this payment will not go through Volume. So do you use maybe PayPal? I don't actually know what's wrong because I just did the checkout and everything went fine, right? Mm-hmm. So basically what I see here is that you have some issues with funds on the credit card. So I don't have enough money? Yeah, you don't have enough money. Oh, that, that's embarrassing. <laughs> it's not, it's not. You can check it, of course, maybe. Um, there. So can I pay you cash? <laughs> no, no, sorry. Uh, but we do support wire transfer as well as PayPal. Okay, then I will do the wire transfer. Okay, no problem at all. I will send you an email with all the necessary information. Is it okay for you? Thank you so much, Powell. Damn, you're so great. I wish you would work in my company in the sales team. <laughs> we can talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that, was, that was good. That was smooth. Okay. What I like about the user, you know, when you have a conversation with the user, they're unpredictable, right? Because what I like is if you give an agent a script, right, and you give them a fixed script, which you have to stick to, then the user can do very different things, right? Some users say, oh, thank you for calling. I will make the payment now. Or, oh, yeah, I saw it didn't go through, but I don't want it anymore. But some users might say, oh, didn't it go through? I thought it did. Uh, are you trying to scam me over the phone? I don't know who you are, right? That yeah. Be weird. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That that that's the way. But to be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of script. You know, I prefer, uh, and I always say that to my my uh, people that they have to find their own that they own their own way. So they have to create their own script. True. I agree. As as long as somebody is comfortable with their own flow. And it's all compliant, right? All according to the rules. Yeah, then, sure. That's uh, important part. Then people will, will feel, feel more comfortable. And then basically we go back to being like extrovert or introvert in sales. It doesn't really matter as long as somebody is comfortable in their own vibe and whether they are sitting in a, in a group for 14 people, 11 people, or they're sitting by themselves in a cubicle, all that matters at the end of the day is that the sale gets closed, right? Yeah, and the most important thing, remember, that they, they can't sell. That they have to advise always. So if you want to be a successful sales rep, you, you, you can't sell anything. You have to have knowledge about the industry. You have to have knowledge about the market and then be like the, an advisor for, for a potential customer. So they have to, you know, um, trust you. So whenever they trust you, it, it's better because you 
create a very good relationship with them. So whenever they go farther, they will always be there with you. So I do have a lot of clients that they come back to me after two, three years, and they ask me a lot of questions like, hey, Pablo, can you recommend me another system? And so on and so on. So that's, that's because if you do not tell them and if you just invite them to, to select that best option, so then they will treat you better and they will for sure come back to you. Right. And what would you do when they do reach out? Would you help them yourself or would you assist them uh, transferring them to like customer support? So I try to um, help them by myself first. You know, if I don't know something, I always ask our support to, to help me with that. But I always try to help them or try to listen to them because that's the most important thing. You know? they, they, if they see that you listen to them carefully, so then they always um, are, are better for you. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that, 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 that does actually make a lot of sense. Customers come back, you treat them like... No, it's all It's like the circle, you know? So I truly believe in the harmony between sales, support, like management, marketing, product management. So it's like the one cycle, uh, circle. So whenever a sales rep, you know, if they do a good job and then support team do an onboarding and they do a great job with a customer who is already... Which team that, is that? Sorry? Which team is that? So after say, you know, if sales rep secure the deal and then did the introduction to a support team and support team is responsible for an onboarding for this customer and they do a great job during the onboarding process and once the customer grows you know they receive account manager so look here so the customer was very satisfied with the sales rep sales rep did a great job then support people. They they did a good job with the onboard. Is, is with that the like setup. in real time or do they get like booked on another call? It's always like the book on another call. You, you cannot okay. do it uh, in the real time. So I, I would It's like one, one day difference or something. Yeah, it's like one, two days difference. Because the thinker is that the introduction is the most important part. I can tell you how it looks in volume, for example. So whenever we secure a deal, we introduce the client to a particular person in the support team. So then they can schedule an onboarding with the support person. And then the support person try, tries to explain to a customer how he should set up their campaign. And if they set up everything correctly and if everything is great, they, they grow. So they get account manager. So then account manager takes care of them. And, and, you know, why I, I, I'm telling about it is that, as I told you, I believe in the harmony between all of those teams because whenever a customer is satisfied with the support they receive, so then right. marketing team has easier job to do. I mean, because this customer, if he's satisfied with the product, with the people, so then he's doing marketing by himself. So he is able to put some good, reviews on the forums or business groups, whatever. Right. So basically the whole circle grows. So basically you're not only sales 
in sales. You're a little bit of sales everywhere in the company. We have to be. If you want to be, you know, if you if you want to have like the success, successful sales team, it has to be everywhere. <laughs> That's the part here. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It is, in fact. But it's worth it for you. It is, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's worth it. Because then if you do your job good, then you have amazing partners who send you cake by mail, right? Yes, correct. <laughs> Nobody knows what this is about, but this is an inside <laughs> joke. Yeah. Right, I, I have one last question for you, yeah? Mm -hmm. Interesting one. Complicated one, yeah? Now I'm actually going to turn it around. What would you advise an affiliate who wants to join the volume referral program on how to push sales without stealing my business? <laughs> um, but, but would you be able to, to, to say it again? Because I don't know if I understood uh, correctly the question. Okay, that's fine. We have a lot of affiliates listening to this podcast, right? It's the thousands. Mm -hmm. And these affiliates... Most of them do CPA, but there's also a lot of affiliates who promote tools and softwares for mm -hmm. like the recurring commission. And Volume has a referral program, right? Correct. So how, what would you give as advice to the affiliates who want to promote the Volume referral program? So an advice, guys, for you is that you can always go to our website and, and you can register first. So you will get the referral link. And if you want to refer volume, just reach out to us, to, to the sales team as well. We'll help you uh, with that. We'll be more than happy because uh, we can even um, help you to understand better how to promote volume further. So uh, how to reach out to other people and, and how to um, successfully resell that product to them. So basically, they would become an external part of your sales team indirectly. Indeed, indeed. And they get a little commission for it as well. Well, little is is quite a big percentage right it's now, right? Twenty percent. So it's a huge. Twenty percent recurring. That's pretty good. Yeah, it, it, it's I very can, good to be. <laughs> I can tell because I know. <laughs> yeah, previously it was seven percent. Right now it's twenty percent without any commitment. So it's a it's a huge thing. Yeah, and it's like once you have a good software, and like honestly, right, we have worked with many different trackers before. We're not going to name any names, but once you have a reliable product, a reliable team who basically continues to develop the product, I mean, if version one is great, then version 1.0.8 must be amazing, right? <laughs> Correct. And we see a lot of these, these trackers, they get updated once a year, or it's a very small team behind it. And, Everybody has to touch somewhere, right? So respect to everybody trying to hustle their way into the business. But dealing with uh, volume on the CodeWise brand, like almost 200 people supporting two products, of course, you will have tremendous results. And even the affiliate partners there for you might indirectly join your team. Do you have any that's... other... No, go ahead, sorry. No, that, that, that's why we are the biggest one in the market. Because we really take care of our product, and we have a lot of people responsible for volume tracker. We have great product uh, owner. We have great developers. So, so that that's why we we are getting better and better every every month. That's amazing, man. I keep following the journey. Of course, I'm very 
heavily involved in everything, but <laughs> that, that's why I keep my eye on things. Do you have one last piece of advice for everybody listening right now? Mm -hmm. So it, it is, of course, if you want to, if you want to start your journey in the sales department, so I would, I would um, firmly recommend you to, to, to find some articles, to go through the articles and to learn more about sales itself. Because a lot of people, they think that sales is not very important and it's not true. It's the most important um, factor for all of the companies. So sales is a power and it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy profession. So I would recommend you to, to go through it, to, to start calling to random people, to even start talking to random people on the street. Believe me or not, I did it when I was younger. So I started really? conversation with, with random that people. That sounds like a good story. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> but, but yes, so whenever you want to be a, a very good safe rep, you have to even practice with yourself in front of the mirror. So you have to talk to yourself in the mirror and you have to practice everything you have to. Uh, what should I say? Colin, why are you so sexy? Or should I say something? <laughs> you, you can say whatever you want, Colin. You know? <laughs> but basically, yes, I, I, I think that if you guys want to, uh, want to be better, you have to go and you have to, to practice more. Uh, some people they all they have a lot of problem with with face to face meetings. So whenever you have problem with the face to face meetings, go at the I don't know um, the bathroom in front of the mirror and, and start talking to yourself in the mirror. So, so that that's a very good training. That makes a lot of sense. Get more confident. Get more in the flow, in the pattern. Envision it, perhaps. Mm -hmm. That's, that's, that's right. We can all see why you're the sales director. Thank you. You are a very smart gentleman. Thank you so much, Colin. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Paul. I would love to have you back some other time. Big news for everybody. Uh, we're going to move the podcast into Dice University. So the new product launching 1st of January 2020. Uh, volume, Zero Park, CodeWise, the entire podcast crew will move itself inside behind a paid gateway. So enjoy this last podcast with the head of sales, <laughs> one of the biggest guys in one of the biggest European startups. Paul, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Uh, I thank hope you. to see you again next year in person and for sure on this podcast. Thank you so much, Colin. I hope soon. so. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.